Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Shingo Takagi. One Hiromu Takahashi. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Zagoodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode one. Wait, episode 238. Oh. Back in time. Back. We almost traveled. Mm-hmm. Mm. We opted not to use... Uh, or, racist ghosts in our intro oh is that what this is about eh, sort of our book of the week our book club book uh we'll be discussing later is infidel uh by porn sack pichette and aaron campbell i really try to say his name correctly i'll probably butcher it three more times before this <laughs> recording is over um that's you um but i yeah it's sort of about racist ghosts mm-hmm. a little bit some I wouldn't say all, <laughs> but it's, there's that's in there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it doesn't make for the best podcast intro. No, um, best to go for the some super junior action. Mm-hmm. That's happening. The Los Los Ingobernables boys. Mm-hmm. Them, uh, them, them, them boys. Even not though, the young boys. Robbie does not want to be a young I, boy. I not. I don't want to be a young boy. Don't want to be. I'm. I want to be Shingo. I'm way too big to be a super junior Takage. <laughs> I'm as big as Naito Shingo Takage. This might as well just... <laughs> uh, but we'll be talking about Infidel later on. Uh, before that, we have uh, comic books that came out this past couple weeks to talk about. Eric. Eric. Eric, that's your name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can start with our first segment. It's time for Floppy Sword Nightly. Always for Nightly's part show, Eric and I will read a selection of these past couple weeks' books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There's a mush meter, goes from one to five. If we are feeling mushy about our decision, our first book is Savage Avengers, number one, written by Jerry Duggan, art Mike Diodato Jr., colors Frank Martin, letters Travis Lanham. Eric? Hey. Hey, what's going on in this comic book? Um, well... I think the thing that they want you to think about is Conan the Barbarian is fighting Wolverine. It's no longer relegated to to shitty fan fiction. Okay. I wonder when I wonder when we're going to see we're finally going to see Goku fight Hitler in in the Marvel universe. Cuz I think that just give the people what they want. Hitler had become Super Saiyan. Um I think it's a skill that comic writers have to to take something that's the dumbest, shittiest thing you've ever heard of and execute it fairly well within that space of being the dumbest, shittiest thing you've ever heard. I still I don't want anything to do with this. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want like the I will say this is not how Conan the Barbarian acts. This is not how he doesn't say this many words. He would not just be like, yes, we're friends, Logan. 
it's I don't I don't care for it. <laughs> He's, I, I, hey, hey, Eric, he says bub. He does say bub to him. And Wolverine says, I am Logan of Pabst. Get it? Because he likes beer. Yeah. Um, And they kill Dr. Why did they kill Dr. Voodoo? That's not cool. At least they cut I, his throat. I assume he's dead. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing in this book that's cool. I, putting, putting, putting Conan the Barbarian in the Savage Land is stupid and then have okay yeah and then they're trying to wake up some god and they need to like fill a thing with blood and they need to fill yeah. it with good blood i uh, so i know they're kidnapping opera singers opera singers and, and great warriors and great warriors and punishers next the next I, I i can i this this is a bullshit cover this is a bullshit is it, is cover it? i want to i want to come back and analyze it Venom is not in this comic book. Not even close. Good God. What? Venom's on the cover of this? That's really stupid. I'm assuming that's Elektra. She's also not in this comic book. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, I mean, bullshit cover. Yeah. I like Diodato Jr. generally. Uh, I like his weirdo, weird, weird, you know, mixture of, like, real artifacts mixed with art and stuff like that. And this comic I want to like it because it's so stupid, but it's just too, it just doesn't get, it doesn't cross over the hump. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't get there. And it's just, uh, it's not quite there. I don't know. I'm a do not buy. It doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. Mm -hmm. This, this book feels wrong. Let's throw it in the pit of blood also. <laughs> to summon that weird bone demon or whatever the hell it is. Let, let's summon a better comic with it. Hmm. That's a double do not buy on Savage Avengers number one. Oh, wait a second. This is the wrong comic book. <clears throat> there we go. I was reading. I opened up the wrong Spider-Man comic. Helps to get the right one going. It's the one with the with the coffin on the front. Uh, yeah. Uh, this Our next book is Spider-Man Life Story number three. Written by Chip Zdarsky. Pencils Mark Bagley. Inks John Dell. Colors Frank DeAmarta. Letters Travis Lanham. We are very curious about this book, so we are continuing to read it. This thing is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the 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 strange place that I'm at reading this. Like I read it and it makes me kind of sick to my stomach. I don't know <laughs> if I hate it. I kind of don't want to stop reading it. It's fucking it this is a goddamn wackadoo comic. I don't think I enjoy it. <laughs> no. I really am having a hard time. Like, like I, 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 I'm. I really want to know what in the hell they're gonna keep doing to this. It's I. I had described this to you as because it, as it feels mean, <laughs> and I was I was definitely confused by that. It feels mean to me because it it feels like they someone said, "Oh, we should do a comic." You know, it feels like someone in editorial staff somewhere said we should do a comic. You know, people complain about, you know, uh, how Spider-Man never ages and, and characters don't progress. We should actually do one starting from the 60s and he actually ages and progresses. But what's make sure it's de as depressing as possible mm -hmm. and show rub those stupid fans faces in it 
to show him what would really happen if Spider-Man got older. Gwen Stacy would still die. Mary Jean would leave him and take their children uh, and leave Peter Parker alone to take care of his elderly, uh, dementia-ridden aunt. It's pretty horrible. <laughs> and Reed Richards has lost his family. Fantastic Four, his guess, is broken up. The Vision is just, like, uh, I guess, like, permanently incorporeal because he witnessed the horrors of uh of nu- nuclear war uh there's just nothing there's nothing happy in this craven is using the symbiote to forestall cancers i don't what is going on what is happening what is the like is this a story that needed to be told it's some kind of thing i i i don't know I was, I did, I did, I did get Craven in there, so that's good. I predicted mm-hmm. Craven would show up, and he did. Not and there is a cold, there is cold war happening. At least it's not cold war actually, because they launched nukes. Um, but now we get, I we get, I just, the, I look at the teaser image for the next, the next issue, and it's just an overweight Spider-Man. Oh God, that's slowly it's just a Spider-Man. He's overweight. In a Where's, where the fuck's that? Next issue, the nineteen. It's a thirty-two or thirty-three. Uh, uh, it's just a chunky Spider-Man because he's because he's in his fifties. He would be, you know. Yeah. It's not so easy. Keep that weight off as you get older. Uh, I I I don't know what he has a bit of a he has a bit of a thick boy in there. Yeah, yeah he? he's got. I that's I assume that's what they're trying to you know. He's getting older and struggling, and he's going to be lonely and find no love and die alone. That's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's how this thing ends. But I'm, I don't know. It's, it it's kind of at the level where it's so insane. I need to know what happens. Yeah, I don't think I enjoy it though. But no, I I I definitely don't. Um, but I, it's awful but compelling. It's a strange place to be, and normally those things are mutually exclusive. But I normally kind of, I'm compelled by stuff that I like. Yes, exactly. But this is that strange thing where I like I need to know what's what are they doing? How does this end? Where where are they taking this? Mm-hmm. How bad are they going to destroy Peter Parker? Because <laughs> apparently that's the goal of this. Maybe He's there will be a happy ending. Maybe there'll be a happy ending. Maybe. I doubt it. Not this book does not seem to have one. Uh I'm I'm a confused by Honestly, this is this is conflicting. I'm I'm getting <laughs> repeating <laughs> conflicting information here. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I guess the safe thing is to just say Buy with a five on the mush meter. Okay, that sounds that's that's good. That's the double buy Spider-Man life story number three with mush meter two point five. Our next book is Batman in the Outsiders number one, written by Brian Hill, art Dexter Soy, colors Veronica Gandini, letters Clayton Cowles. I I am confused by this book because <laughs> I thought I knew what it was mm-hmm. for most of it. It felt, you know, like, hey, it's a, a Batman and the Outsiders. You got, you got, you know, this the team of kind of oddball misfit heroes with Batman kind of on the on the on, as a leader, as a absent leader, and then a guy named Caliber shows up, who is basically just Cable. 
it seems or or is or i i don't and shows up with i what is happening eric what is going on what is this you have to you're hey you're the you're the future you you're the future of humanity you have to survive so now i'm in this comic book too <laughs> what i i uh, i'll i'll say the the book looks very nice i think it looks fine fine you don't like it i i wouldn't no i wouldn't go i wouldn't go quite that far it looks okay it's just in a style that I don't particularly gravitate towards. It's all right. I li- I like it. I just it feels it. I feels like it doesn't have like I don't know what the thing what the book is. I don't I don't have a good grasp on what this like what the book is like what its identity is. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to under like I like it's not we don't have any one main like it seems like Black Lightning is actually the the, like, the main character, the main yeah. character, but then we pivot to this. You know, it's also like Signal trying to like overcome trauma, but it's also like Batman, like as I, Batman's not even in barely. He, I don't know what Batman's doing in this comic book either. It did, and Bruce, just comes to drop off missions. And yeah, then and then vanishes, and then there's the Sophia, this 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 character that's on the run. And it's, we get some point of view from her, and I, 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 and then we have Cyborg Man at the end. I, I, it feels very, it feels like it doesn't have like a mission statement for what this book is, and I just, it just leaves me feeling very confused. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't think it's bad, but it also doesn't really compel me. No. This is another one that I'm just my my feelings on it are very inarticulate and soft, and that's that's tough. I think it's mostly not all the way there. I think what you've said makes a lot of sense for that, and that it is I don't know, kind of not all the way there, kind of not saying enough. God Almighty, it just bothers me so much that she just whispers Japanese to herself in this one page, talking to a dead person. That's so silly. I I don't know. I I don't. It doesn't. It does. I don't. I don't, I feel like I don't have really a. There's nothing in me that needs to read this. So ultimately, I have to say, do not buy. I don't. It it doesn't. Yeah. It needs direction. It doesn't have one. Like I I don't. It's nothing. Like any of these characters are fine, and I think they can perfectly. They work, but there's no there's no mission statement. Like why is this a team? Why are these people a group? Like I don't need like, hey, the gang's getting together at issue, but I do would like to know why they're why are these people in a group together? This is a number one. I should know that. Where do you stand there? I mean, the fact that I'm left so cold is a decidedly not good thing. Like I, I want to give it, I think, more credit um, because it it does have like some palatable dialogue, and it doesn't feel tremendously dumb but i don't think i can set my bar that low this is not a thing that i would recommend to buy okay maybe after a couple of issues it 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 understands itself a little bit better but for right now it ain't quite there right uh it's double doing up by batman and the outsiders number one next up is excellence number one uh created written by brandon thomas created and drawn by carrie randolph colors amelia lopez letters darren bennett what do you think eric I'm really curious what you think about this. This is strange. 
this is really odd. The The shape of the story of this issue is really strange. This world is a strange idea. <clears throat> like, I kind of, like, I like a lot of what it's doing, um, but it kind of feels like it could do all this stuff better. Like, I, 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 I don't know. This is, it's weird to get, like, it's like Black Panther plus Harry Potter and they throw the N-word in there for good measure. Like, it's an odd thing. I think that that could be a little bit better than this is, but this is still not bad. I like it a lot. I, I, I don't, I'm not in love with it. I think it's got a lot of good. I think the art has a lot of really beautiful stuff in it. I I I, I like it a lot. I think it... It is like, yeah, if you want to like boil it down, it's Black Panther meets Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But I I am like, I feel like this does the world building the right way in that it's not a bunch of exposition. It is. No, it is like layered in with the narrative and following this one, this one character's like trials basically is, is his coming of age and his relationship with his father and his his grandmother and the way that the way that it interlaces the way that this society works in with this the like kind of is this you know like like uh his upbringing like i mm-hmm. it, it does a lot in one issue it, it it layers in a lot of story in a single issue uh I was not expecting to get this. Like, it's a lot of it's. I, it's a good bang, bang for your buck, frankly. Um, yeah, it has. A, it has. It accomplishes a lot, and it's really beautiful. I think the writing is really solid. Um, I, I. I don't. I think it is a little clunky at times, but I don't. I think that's mo- mostly a function of how much it's doing, because it is trying to do so much, and I think. The fact that it manages to mostly do it really well, I I'm interested. I want to know. I want to know more about this world. I'm really curious about the where the story is going. I don't really know where it's going to go. I I think that's part of the charm as well. Is like I'm kind of excited because I it I don't know exactly what it's going to do. I'm curious about like it's laid out a lot of characters, and I'm interested to see you know how they progress. The son and the father and this and you know this he has a you know, a, an older rival that is 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 there and looks like be like a, a also like looks to his own father as a father figure. Um, I want to know how this world works. I don't. I'm interested. I'm I'm on for the ride. I'm a buy. A thing that and and maybe they'll address it in a couple of issues. They just wanted to really focus on this story of this guy. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but there's kind of a gun that doesn't fire in here, and that they really call attention. Like you, you have the, these four precepts, and the first one is use of magic by females is not allowed. I saw that. Yeah, every word of that is just screaming weirdness at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I kind of, I, I'm fairly, I, yeah, I, I, if they never address that. I think oh, yeah. I think that's a failing, but I th- I'm going to give them time and hopefully I'm, they do. I'm uncomfortable that there's not even like a line of dialogue about it. I mean, the uh, was she a grandmother character? Who mm-hmm. was she? that was the grandmother? Um, yeah. And she's definitely hovering in midair. 
She's got a little green floaty magic thing under her feet. Uh, there's not even a line of dialogue addressing it, even a little bit. And it seems weird to put this weird patriarchal rule <laughs> in there and have nothing about it in any way. And, you know, maybe it'll well, maybe it'll come back to it. But it was just it was how the book started and it made me really anxious and it was never resolved. I I mostly went, oh, that's interesting. And I and I agree. If they never address it directly, mm-hmm. like if they it does not become a major plot point at some They'd point. They'd have to be insane. It I would be very disappointed. I just I'm not expecting it to happen and I think this this issue, frankly, is already jam packed. It is mm-hmm. so dense. So I don't, you know, it's I, I don't think it's it is, perfect, but I, 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 it's I very efficient storytelling. I will say that. Yes. Where do you sit? I'm fairly soft on it. I don't really care for it that much, but it could be it could improve a lot. It could be like a really big book in a really big world. I think there's just some things that just make me uncomfortable about it. You know, I at the very at the very most, I think my reservations i can't really go more than two on the mush meter it is it is quality there is no doubt about that and i think that every issue past this one will be this or or better so that's a double buy excellence number one mush meter one our last book of the week is eve stranger number one written by david barnett artist philip bond colors eva de la cruz letters jane Eyre. Or hair, hair, Jane Eyre. I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Um, we got a lot of weird books this week. Mm-hmm. This is a a, a whole set of them. I a slew of weird shit. I, I I like. I think I like this. I enjoy it too. It's all. It doesn't hurt that it's really nice looking. It looks very good. Yes. I wish it was longer. I don't. I wish the main thing was longer and mm-hmm. there wasn't a backup story in it. I'd want because the I, I I want more of the main thing going on. I don't the backup's fine. The, the backup's it's dumb. Are you yeah. kidding me? I mean it's, it's it's silly. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean it's I don't hate it, but it's not the main thing. I want more of this. Uh I think that's my probably my biggest complaint about it i mean and that's could say i want more of the comic is not a bad complaint i guess but no it looks great and i think it it has its voice pretty well down uh of of this main character who's talking to herself i guess from the past or the future basically um i'm you know i think it, it does a good job of laying out you know this is our like we, I talked. We talked about Batman and the Outsiders not having a mission statement. It feels like this has a mission statement of a certain point. Of like, it feels like, yeah, you need to chase down your your life and find your dad. Like, it gets to that, you know, very quickly, and then there's going to be a bunch of complications and stuff. Um, it's very strange. I certainly hope that not every issue is three quarters of an issue and then a backup story. I would hope that it it doesn't do that. I would happily wait longer for an issue just so it's a full issue. Um, the art is gorgeous, like you said. Uh, I I'm a buy. I'm a buy. I think I'm a buy. 
I think I'm I'm a very confused buy. <laughs> it is good, and I, I mean, frankly, I would buy this book for the art. It's it's that lovely, but yeah, it needs it needs a little bit more meat on the bones here. I'm not patient. I don't want to wait. No, I understand. Art takes a long time. That's the truth. So double buy, Eve Stranger number one. Uh, that's it for floppies this week. Until next time, one we'll more I promise. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the bar show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks, uh, the things we want to talk about, books and movies and video games, all that stuff, news, whatever we want. So, Eric, what's up? You want to talk about Senor Adam Savage? Uh, you finished it? You got those? Yes, I did. All right. Uh, yeah. I, sure. I, I read all those all those pages about glue and cardboard. <laughs> They're really good, though. I really... It's interesting. You know, I never thought about, you know, but his long, his long rant about how you have to match the material. It's not a thing that I was aware of. But yeah, I, I, I guess it makes sense. It does. Um, if you need something, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, Adam... you're going to introduce the book while I talk about glue. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, the Adam Savage. Um... Mythbuster himself, uh, an internet nerd, famous nerd, uh, released his first book, Every Tool's a Hammer. I believe it was, was it this week? No, it was two weeks ago, right? Has not been long. No, it hasn't been, hasn't been long. Um, I, I think I read it the first day. <laughs> I think I, I read, I, I bought it and read it the first day it came out. Uh, I, then I immediately texted you and said, you should read this. I mean, I don't think it's a hard sell. No, no. Your, your your exact words were "you need to read it full stop." Right. Uh, it's 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 I don't. It's not. It's not quite. I don't know. It's not like a. I don't know what to how to describe it. It's like a how to mm. or self motiv like motivational, but cre like a also like a missive on creativity. I think it just really speaks to the kind of like mind that that adam has and it speaks to it speaks to his passion and the sort of rambly way that he thinks and operates because it does seem to jump all over the place to you know, he talks about his hobbies and his passions and he talks a little bit about his career and history and then he just talks about glue and cardboard he does talk about glue and he cardboard. He really, he does talk about just, just a long time about glue and cardboard. This man loves glue and cardboard. I mean, he is all about it. It is that is new information to me as well. Mm -hmm. I do not know about all the all the different many glues and the many the materials you want to use your glues on and the. I I oh. was thinking about uh, bond weld glue today. I was like, huh, yeah. It melts the material and they bond together. Mm -hmm. It's neat. Yep. Um, but I, what I, the thing I, the glue section is nice. It's not the thing I'm going to necessarily use a lot in my everyday life. But I, he's such a fascinating dude, uh, such a smart guy, and also I think it, frankly, is like if, if it, it inspired me. It's a very inspiring book. Uh, it's very much like, hey, go make stuff. Go work here. I here's what how I do it. Here's how I work. 
um here's what i like i'm i've been doing this for 30 plus years here's what i've learned about it and i it's it's kind of i don't know just reaffirming uh to you know if you i I, like every creative person you get doubts about working on stuff and you're like oh this is bad or uh, this is a waste of time blah 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 this is it's it's like a good it does a great job of just like hey it's a pep talk kind of it's adam savage giving you a pep talk i'm down for that Mm -hmm. there's a fair amount of it it's it's just really interesting like hearing his philosophies i think the sections that i really enjoyed is where he was comparing the layout of his shop versus jamie's shop versus uh nick offerman's shop and Mm -hmm. how they how he thinks they kind of represent their kind of greater philosophy of like how to make things and i found that very interesting i also found you know his section on being the boss and and kind of art directing very fascinating um i've always thought that he and i kind of think alike so it was it, it was very enjoyable to sort of hear him i don't know in some ways validate some things that i think and in some ways say stuff that was uh very helpful to me were you able to take any of that from 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 your side of the pep talk i mean yeah i think that it's i i think he he it, it is des- it, the 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 book is descriptive and not prescriptive and it doesn't necessarily say, hey, all this will work for any single person. Um, I think he is, th- he's like, this is how I work. And, and then you talk about that section with him and talking about how Jamie and he's like, yeah, I have to carry every time I wanted a hammer. I'd have to yep. walk all the way down this place and grab a hammer and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and how that frustrated him and made him so, you know, how he so he ends up having like, he talks about how his shop's laid out and how he has like you know a hammer at every workstation basically so he doesn't have to walk back and forth to get a hammer because he doesn't want to do that he wants a hammer now and then how he talks about how jamie probably does that because he's like i don't need more than one hammer and the walking is good because i'll be able to think while i'm walking and make sure that i'm doing the right thing that i make sure i need a hammer etc and i i him talking about how his shop is laid out and how he works just just reading that and reading about how he that reading his thought process makes you do the same thing makes you think about how do i work how do i how am i creative you know and i'm talking about making lists and making about uh, making you know checklists and 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 how how he works through a project and how it's not it's not necessarily how I would do do how I do work. I mean, I don't think I work much like Adam at all uh, in the long run, but it that doesn't really matter because just the the reading of him talking about it, it it sparks stuff in my mind. He goes, oh, that makes sense. Oh, I understand that. OK, that's a way to look at things a different way than my own. And it's it's another another kind of way to like brainstorm your way. And like this is. I I read a lot of stuff. I read a lot of books about, you know, uh, trying to spark creativity and and how to make things. Uh, I I seek that stuff out constantly. And this is like some of the top of the top of those books that I've read because because it's descriptive and not prescriptive because it is 
like so infused with Adam's excitement for create creative creating things for art for making things it it makes whoever's reading it excited you know it yeah. it, it infuses that same excitement and enjoy into whoever's reading it and which a lot of those books don't do you know they're just like yeah this is how you you do this and you're like this feels just like i'm reading some crazy philosopher like some madman re- wrote this book this is not this is not helping me create art this makes me want to put this book down and Adam's book just like I, this whole book, I just went, I breezed through it, and it was a joy. And it, and even the parts about glue, because that same joy is in that section. It does. That's a really like he talks about. Yeah, I've never written a book before, and it's very hard. But I feel like this book does a really good job of capturing his voice. I think the thing about his passion is he is he is that to the bone. Like it would be amazing if that did not shine through in this book right because that was that was why he worked on mythbusters is that uh, it it's adam savage all the way down right it's that kind of just endless positivity about and those mm-hmm. the stories about him i the, i really enjoyed those the stories about uh them trying to like scramble when they are working on commercials and having to get th- make things work yeah and how the the, the that story the the thing that i think the one thing that stuck with me the most the story is about that model maker at uh lucasfilm at uh, ilm who is if we just had a few more weeks <laughs> if we had a few more few more weeks this thing would look great and you're already like man this thing looks amazing and it's and it's just like hey yeah you can't work on something forever you know you gotta push you got once at a certain point it has to be done and i think that you know, there's there's a lot of those little stories in there. Um, it's 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 I don't know. I recommend it to anyone who's creative at all. Like it's or likes Adam Savage. You know, if you're any of those people, you'll this book's for you. You should read it. Anything else you want to add, Eric? Not a whole heck of a lot. I haven't been able to do too much that's uh, really worth discussing. Did find a, a couple of fun podcasts to fill my long commutes with. I haven't been able to go through too much of it, but you should look up You're Wrong About. Uh, and it's just like a couple of relatively controversial topics. And uh, I feel like it's mostly teams of, of women reporters doing deep dives into them. The two that really caught my uh, eye offhand were the... Uh, uh, the Satanic Panic uh, of the 80s and 90s, which I've always been obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a good one on Roe versus Wade. But I will just spoiler alert. I was not wrong about Roe versus Wade. So I don't I did not really learn that much. Right. I was I was still mostly correct about it. Right. I mean, according to the the narrative that they present. Right. Which, I, I mean, there's. I'm assuming most of the people listening to these podcasts are wrong <laughs> when about what they think about these. I'm I'm looking at the it looks interesting. It's it's it is good. It is good content from being made by smart people, and I this is generally what I uh, what I search out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can I can recommend it. There's several uh, topics on there that I'm uh, I'm interested to check out. 
I mean, the recent past definitely interests me because I, you know, like I remember all the, the shit about Terry Shivo and Dan Quayle and Anna Nicole Smith and all these various things on there. But I was too stupid to know what the shit was going on, you know, basically any time before 2006. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say check it out. OK. I also found out that uh, Open Mike Eagle has a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I don't really. It's okay. <laughs> you, you, you've listened to it, I'm guessing. I, I, yeah, I've sampled it. I don't. I'm basically uh, off of all wrestling podcasts. So <laughs> you're really they really don't like they're really they, you, you don't need them, really. I it's I found they're that, all the same thing for the most part. They are. And I found that the more I listen to them, I like wrestling. I like wrestling less. So I'm actually like I disconnect a little bit. I'll just watch wrestling engage with just enough for me to still like it. Yeah, uh, I don't if I indulge too much. I just ends up just being like bom- bombardment of mm-hmm. I don't I don't need it. I got enough of it already, guys. I'm good. Thanks. There's nothing wrong I, with them necessarily, but uh, no, you can you can overdo it. Like I I I would rather put my interest and passion in into the you know into the sport and medium in other ways. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a thing that I will dip my toe in when I'm bored. Right. I do really still enjoy listening to to Jim Ross talk about about wrestling, though. That is more or less just just unbridled joy i i enjoy it every time except they do are they really are trying to get me to go to starcast and how dare you You, did you hear about the x-men news i wanted to talk about that briefly uh about how they're essentially rebooting the whole deal yes yeah um why don't you tell me your thoughts since you brought it up um i'm very interested and to see what they do. Yeah, I, that's it's, basically where I am. We had Jonathan Hickman. They, I, I, it's officially officially announced. You know, I think it's there's. It, this is not the first announcement that Hickman's going to be working on X Men books, but I think this is the first. This week was the first time they've announced literally what you know what these books are going to be and like what it's going to mean for the X Men as a property. Um, they're basically ending every single X Men book. They're relaunching in with two books. Two six-issue miniseries, House of X and Powers of X, both written by Hickman. Um, and then that will branch out into more books after that. Um, I thought, I don't know, that I, I've seen other, I've seen people complain about Hickman and his superhero books. I frankly am a huge fan of them. I think it's mm-hmm. better than any of his, I, I think his Avengers books were great. And I think, uh, you know infinity was great and i think secret wars was great and i am i am very interested to see what what his vision of the x-men are he the the interview that he did with uh with comicbook.com about where he sees these books and how he he talks about how what the x-men have been uh lately and it's like they're it feel he, he talks about how they have how they are basically books about them like old stories they're just basically just writing x-men stories about old x-men stories and the fact that he sees that and realizes it makes it i'm really curious to see what that means for the direction of the x-men in in general uh hickman is i i like kind of a 
architect kind of guy. He has big plans for things. I'm I I want to be interested in the X Men again. I want like yeah. they felt as a whole aimless for a long time now since probably Bendis left the the uh, book left a uh, you know left the 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 original five t- stranded in time. Um, I'm I'm really interested. I'm on board for this. I'm really excited. They they come out. They start coming out in July, so not too long. We'll get some a couple of X Men books, and then I who knows what afterwards. But I'm excited. I'm definitely in the camp of it could be a positive thing. I, I hope it's good. Disney buying up every goddamn thing on on Earth. At least we get some good X-Men comics while they become the fucking overlords of everything. Yeah. Just so you know, guys, good comics are not worth, like, giant monopolies. (laughs) No, not really. I would agree with you. (coughs) Um, I don't think I have anything else. Didn't play any video games this time? What the hell? I played a lot of Magic the Gathering. I assume you don't want to hear about the new Magic the Gathering set. I'll be okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. So I, yeah, I, I played a. I, mean, I still, I have, still recommend have... Magic the Gathering Arena. I think it's great value. It's a lot of fun. It will take over your life. But that's all I have to say. That's what I have to say about that. Good Forrest Gump preference for you, Eric. This is for you. Is it for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready to talk about some ghosts, racism? Uh, it seems like the thing to do at this point. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work and discuss it in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we are reading Infidel uh, by Pornsack Pichette and Aaron Campbell uh, with colors by Jose Villarubia and letters by Jeff Powell. What'd you think, Eric? Um, I thought it was very good. Okay. Um, odd, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, um, I do think that they were correct in that, um, horror is a little challenging to do in comic book form. Yeah, that's the um, Jeff Lemire's, they have Jeff Lemire's afterward. Mm-hmm. He talks about that. And I think they did a good job, but I just, I feel like, I feel like we're only getting, like, we're barely dipping our toe into this world and this story, just sort of by the nature of of comics, that we get one trade, and this is an idea that I think deserved a lot more build-up and a lot more exploration, to where I get to the end of it, and everything feels... Like it, it, like I don't feel quite the depth of the tragedy that I feel like I should from what happens in here. Mm-hmm. Just because it was not enough, it's good. I just want about three times as much of it. Three times. I think that this 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 could stand to be told in about three trades. Mm. I think I would enjoy it more. I feel like it it kind of rushes through things just a bit much yeah i i think yeah i think i agree i don't know about three trades i do think it could be fleshed out a little bit more um particularly it's it's when it switches to 
the supporting characters, basically. Mm-hmm. What you think are the supporting characters for the latter half of the story. When you're like, oh, now we're following these people. Okay. Um, it's not that it's bad. It's just I wish I knew them better. I wish we had a little bit more about their lives. Um, a little bit more background on them that would kind of influence how we feel about, you know, their, the, the, how their, the aspects of their lives inform, you know, their feelings about the, you know, Islamophobia and racism and the supernatural stuff going on and, and bombings and what, and terrorism. Like, I think there, there is room there for, for more. Um, I think the challenge in a in a horror story in particular is desensitizing your your audience is you know if you present them with the same thing over and over and over again that's supposed to be scary eventually they get used to it mm-hmm. and they're not afraid of it anymore and it's just a thing on the page um you know there's most horror is not long um there's it I, and there's a reason for that it's just you know after a while the scares don't work anymore you know you get accustomed to thing whatever crazy thing you're showing them eventually they get used to it and it's not scary anymore or it's less scary and it does it's not as effective and i think a lot of the time you'll err on the side of get out early versus get out too late um i do it is only five issues though so i think you could easily extend this a few more and still be successful um, I like it a lot, though. I I don't want to be. I I enjoyed this a lot, and like mm-hmm. I was genuinely un- unnerved by it. Uh, I was genuinely like felt uneasy mm-hmm. by it. Um, and it's not mostly not even like it's not the ghosts that necessarily did it, although the ghosts were part part of it. Ugh, they. I mean, the art is very effective, and like in portraying yeah. the otherness of these things. Um, but the, I don't know the her being like being forced to throw her daughter, stepdaughter and uh, uh, mother-in-law downstairs and then being dragged screaming into a room into the darkness. It worked. It got me good job. You know, and that's, it's, it's a feeling you can't really um, like, I, I think you kind of know it in your guts if it worked or not. Like, it's, you know, you don't have to question if that was effective on you. Like, it either is or isn't. And it was, it, it worked on me. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I know you don't like, necessarily like horror, horror comics that much, generally. Do you think that's fair? Mm, it's not exactly my jam. They're kind of on the periphery of things that I enjoy. You know, I think they're largely fine. Um... Do you think this does a good enough job of it, like in, in of melding the the you know the Islamophobia and racism aspect of it with the the spookiness? Um, I think that it's largely successful, with the exception of certainly after that first part where the grandmother, the mother-in-law, is killed. Mm-hmm. Certainly after that happens in this, the whole, like, what, back half of the book, Mm -hmm. I am looking more at the metaphor, at the allegory, whatever you want to call it. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm, 
I'm looking at the meta. I'm not looking at the story anymore. And I'm so distracted by dissecting that that I kind of enjoy the latter half less. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't want it to be necessarily a different thing, and I don't know if there's a more subtle way to do it. Like, I I, I think that it's it's doing a lot of good things, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you, I mean, I think the obvious comparison of this is Jordan Peele's. I haven't seen his new film, That's but I've so. seen... I've seen something like 85% of Get Out. I never finished the ending. Um, Do you know how it ends? I'm sure it's... I can't imagine. The, the, the fact that you say it like that makes me like really question what the fuck happens. I won't spoil it. You can... I don't care. It's, it's I don't a million spo- years old and I, I've watched the first half. I know. It's. I won't... I don't want to spoil it. Is it, for is the it that important that I... I? You should watch it. I think I don't want to just give you the plot details. I think it negates. I I think you know something like I I respect it enough to say you should just you know watch it if you care. Uh, the thing the thing that is interesting is about about uh, get out in particular mm-hmm. is that like this kind of like it it combines the campiness. You know, mm-hmm. almost of like a Jason film or something like that, you yes. know, um, with like that kind of horror idea and the kind of like it took the sting out of the parts of the metaphor that were kind of stupid and allowed me to enjoy it a little bit more. This is just like serious all the way down. Yeah. And for some reason, it's a little distracting. I I, I don't know. Like, I. I take a lot of joy from this book. I think it's very good. Um, no, I, I, um, this book is definitely not campy at all. It is no. absolutely visceral and it's dead ass serious. Dead, it's not fucking around. No, there's no comedy in it. Even, um, aside from maybe like some, a little like star Wars jokes with the little kid at the very beginning. That's about it. Um, I can appreciate that. I mean, I love horror. I like lots of different kinds of horror. Um, this is certainly, you know, it, it has that same kind of, you know, uh, implication, you know, societal implications of, of a get out or, or us or something. But, you know, I, horror has done that a lot of times. I think we, the recent horror is getting back to that, you know, with Jordan Peele and, and other people as well. It just it got lost for a long time because of, of, you know, how, you know, most people, most people engage with horror through through movies, some TV shows, mostly movies. I think American Horror Story is the only was for a long time the only long running television horror sh- show, and even then, it that was fairly campy at times. Um, not serious horror, whatever you want to call it. But lately, I think they've gotten back to it. But I don't think you know for a long time there wasn't any horror with like message in it. It was just like jump scares and little girls with long black hair that obscure their face uh-huh. and then they open their mouth and it goes rah and they they make a noise and everyone jumps um i they're making apparently this has been optioned for a movie so i'm curious to see what they do with it if it ever comes out um it's interesting you talk about your you're studying the meta the entire time i i was i i usually am the person to do that it didn't i didn't I 
there was certainly a part of me that was like, what, where are they going with this? What's, how is this, how are they connecting this at the end? How are they wrapping this all up? Um, but I, I largely was more like kind of just going, what the fuck for mm-hmm. the last couple of issues. I do think the first, th- the first half is better. Um, I think, I think when they leave our, that first character, when they leave her and she's in a coma or whatever, it weakens the story. Uh, I I think her her relationship, the way that the the web of relationships she has, is really fascinating. And I think when you lose her and you kill the mother in law, then it you know you lose all that stuff. And I thought thought that was the most like interesting stuff to me was the fact that she is a, a stepmother to this little girl. She herself has been kind of ostracized from her family because she married a white man. The white dude's like, he's not religious, really. We have a, her, her, his mother, who is casually racist at times, and has looked into taking the the girl away. We don't, you know, we don't. And then that's all hearsay. We don't actually know that she's doing that because it's from this guy. And he goes crazy at the end of the, the book. So who knows? But I, the, that, the way that, the way that she is trying to, like, give this mother a, a sec more chances like hey we we need to try and help her be more accepting you know that's an interesting push and pull along with the way that this the 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 influence of this building you know it's like a haunted haunted building by a by a, a racist and when you drop that when you drop that web of relationships and it's just a lady and her friends that's just not inherently less exciting less interesting and i think that's largely why i find the second half less fun less less fun less compelling is like i'm not you know when you have those those close familial ties pushing and pulling like in that last issue when we come back i think that's where largely you could i think add more in too is that when she moves it back in with her mother at the very end and her because her mother like basically is, you know pays for her bills and stuff and she's living with her 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 husband's dead and she's now currently sort of parenting her stepdaughter and trying to get get so that she can take control of her like that's really interesting i we come back and i'm like wow that's really cool and then we leave right away i'm like i want more of that i want give me more like the fallout give me a, a, a little longer coda mhm that's what i'm saying we don't really dwell in the emotion of the tragedy and and everything that's going on we kind of don't get enough of it right like i i i i feel like every bit of this could be like a serious gut punch and it doesn't quite get all the way there for me i think it it i i i it's it, it's a it's a weird thing to me because it very much is like i am generally the person to say get in get out with your story mm-hmm it don't it's better to get out early than to stay too long and that now i i'm you know i do think this book has more in it i think it is it has mm-hmm. more more story to tell and maybe though i mean they could easily they leave room for a a sequel if they ever wanted to do one because the building is still there still haunted um you'd have to you know it'd be i you know obviously you'd probably you'd have to twist it on its head a little bit to, to make it 
still interesting. But ultimately, it's about these people. You know, it's not necessarily, oh, there's a ghost. You know, that's a lot of horror stories. It's not really about the ghost. It's about the people that get affected by this weird supernatural thing. Um, how do you think about the art? You like it? Yeah, it's very strong. A thing that, um, oh, what's this artist's name? Why am I dumb? Of this, of this book? Aaron Campbell. Yeah, Aaron Campbell. A thing that he said that he did on purpose was whenever something was supernatural, he went to uh, traditional media versus everything else was done digitally, which is kind of an odd decision for me. But he, he wanted the, the ghost-like stuff to have all kinds of unpredictable, like traditional media things going on in it and have more layers of richness and all of that stuff. Um, so conceptually, like there's interesting things going on here. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely very good. I, I in general am turned off. Like I think I could read a Mitch Gerard's comic mm -hmm. and this is, this is, this is more kind of in that vein of his, um, uh, his photorealistic comic this this is kind of going towards that that area where i don't like the photorealism you know it it just feels often flat and cold um but in a lot of ways or i would say in most ways particularly with uh, the 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 weird monsters and things they manage to pull it back into a, a an area that's more interesting to look at. I really don't understand why people want to look at a photorealistic comic. It makes no sense to me. I mean, I think, I think I like it in this book. I don't necessarily mm -hmm. like it in every book. I don't, I don't like it in superhero books. Mostly. I think. Yeah. But I think in this book, it works for me because it is, you know, it is a horror book. And it is trying to make these people feel like like they're real like they have you know mm -hmm. they're in danger and they're like they're real people and it it it, it works on the same level that um sheriff of babylon works right you know and that and i i always come back to the 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 scott mcleod idea of um distance and that you know something the more photorealistic something is the more you feel like you're on the outside of it versus something that's like cartoonish. You can put a lot of yourself into it. You can, you can feel like you're there with them. This is like watching a, a, a horrible documentary of things, bad things happening to people, you know, right. the same way that that's what the sheriff of Babylon feels like. I think that that does make, the horror that much more effective you know it's right. a good juxtaposition that way something is very realistic presenting a very believable look at reality and then oh man here's a thing with three heads here's a monster that's in a reflection i mean it 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 works yeah these these ghosts are ghastly it's, it's very uh, scary stories to tell them dark. Yes, which I loved as a kid. Oh, still, they're tremendous illustrations. Yes. I I adore them. I think they're fucking masterworks. I, I, I have the 
I have the collected original with everything in it. I kind of want to get a copy for myself now that you say that. I don't know that I would ever read them, but I do think that the it's it's one of those things, certainly from that era, that like the the illustrations are just so insanely effective. Right. They certainly freaked the hell out of me as a kid. I, I think was, they do it as an adult. They're just that unnerving. They're, they they work. I still were Harold. I remember that story. Harold. It's the scarecrow. Uh-huh. Jeez. Mm. Maybe you think about scary stories to tell in the dark. Um... I, I I don't know. I think that this 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 I I I liked this book a lot. I really like the ending of it because it kind of pulls I I do think there could be more, like we said. But I do think the ending is effective in the way that it pulls back from what we're shown. Of you know this descent into madness as this ghost creature thing starts killing people and turning people against each other, and then eventually she uh, blows up, blows it up. Technically, I don't you know it's shown not to be necessarily dead, but then it pulls back out of this, and we're not necessarily sure how much of it is true. You know, it, I think it gives it a, a a slight air of of. I don't know vagueness is the right word, but a slight air of questioning of, of 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 doubt because you know we are seeing we're shown like these news fake news reports and stuff about the thing that happened in the same building that there was once a terrorist bombing and now there's another bombing and we don't they don't know what it is was it another terrorist attack or was it what a lot of strange things all happening all at once I think that 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 did a really good job uh, to me because it it effectively connected the i guess the the permanence of hate and the permanence of racism because they they that they that's like a running uh a running theme of this of the book is you know racism is like cancer it doesn't go it doesn't go away it just goes into remission and I think that the ending does an effective job of like, no, it's not over. You can't make it over. You can't finish it. You can't end this. And even the 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 fact that they try to end it is called into doubt by the greater you know world. Um, I I think that was a, a wise choice. I think it do, did did a lot of work on me to like because I. Honestly, wasn't sure if they were going to be able to, like, wrap this theme up at the end very well. I was concerned about that. Uh, I think that that one that one thing did a good enough job that I go, okay. You know, I think it could, might, I, I mean, like, again, when I say, oh, when we say, oh, there could be more here, that's not necessarily bad. You know, that's not necessarily, I don't know, a huge criticism, because I think what is here is very good. Um, and I think that it does a good job it, it connecting that the 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 racism and the, the Islamophobia with a haunted house story is effective. I think it does a good job, mm-hmm. and it it bothered me. Yeah, it's uh, it's troubling. It's not getting any less uh, prescient. Still, still a, a appropriate story. 
for the year 2019. But I think it tackles the tackles that conversation of, you know, uh, you know, we, we are in an age of like of everyone calling into question what racism is and who is and or is not racist. And I think this book does a good enough job of of really showing how I don't know how frightening that is, how frightening like this world is where we are where racist you know racist ideology is just shown to be okay and normal and we don't and just calling someone racist is somehow a slur mm-hmm. and no that's not how this works um but i mean it it it, it makes you feel that terror of, of that that and that anxiety it brings that out uh, and does a good job of communicating on the page. And and frankly, most horror books I I like horror comics, but they don't. Most of them don't unnerve me. You know, I just go, oh, that's that's a a cool horror story, and that's a cool looking monster or whatever. Uh, like Junji Ito is pretty much the only other like person off the top of my head who successfully unnerves me mm-hmm. because the weird ass, this weird crazy spirals. I. He was at, uh, Junji Ito was at TCAF. Oh, really? In Toronto. Uh, and I'd never seen him before. I'd never seen a picture of the man. The most unassuming looking dude, you know, he's just some guy. Yeah. That's the weird thing about, uh, manga artists is like, they, mm, I don't know. No, it's just not, not like no color, not a colorful guy. Not, he's just wearing like a plain old, like a, a suit that doesn't fit him quite right. And it's just like, oh, that's just a guy. He's like, yeah, you artists out there, you guys should sleep. That's what his advice is, Eric. Artists should sleep. Health is important. That's what Juji Ito says. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I like this a lot. I don't I don't think I'd if you don't like horror, I don't you know you're not gonna like this. But otherwise, I wholeheartedly suggest recommend it. You know, I'm interested to see what the movie is. You know, that's a movie I actually go see. Yeah. I real I, I I want Jordan Peele to direct it. I mean, he's busy. I don't know if he's got time. What is what is what has he got to do other than make his own movies? I mean, he's just he's making Twilight Zone, and he's also producing a bunch of television shows at the moment. He's producing Lovecraft Country. He's producing and directing a lot of the Twilight Zone, which is a, I believe just got resigned for a season two. I still think he occasionally does acting work. And I think he does largely. I don't know. I wonder if he's going to be directing. I mean, he directed Twilight Zone. I, was, I don't know if he wrote. I think he probably did write his. Usually, he's directing his own stuff. Stuff he writes. I don't know. I don't. I'm fascinated. I'm curious to see what this looks like mm. as a movie. Uh, if it ever makes, you know, just because they say they're making a movie doesn't mean they're actually making a movie. It can never happen. But I would. I would suggest. I recommend this. Would you? Uh, yeah. I think a lot of people should read this. It's, um, I don't know. It's wild and it's very good. Oh, 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 I'm tired now. Yeah, I know. Life is exhausting. (laughs) Life is exhausting. Um, that's Infidel. Um, Pornsack Pinochet Pichotte. Oh, I'm so, I'm, I am trying. And Aaron Campbell. I can confirm that it is Pornsack. I, I listened. Actually, I did, I did research. I, I did, Mm -hmm. uh, I looked it up. Just to be sure I was saying it right. Um, me, I, I know how to say it, 
now can i actually say it i don't know my mouth isn't the best necessarily all the time uh we'll be reading in two weeks time we'll be discussing teenage mutant ninja turtles the original teenage mutant ninja turtles books by eastman and laird volumes one through four uh the the original the mirage studios comics the ones that started off not any of the there's many many Oof, the Comicsology is having a, T- a TMNT sale right now, and there are so many comics, but we are going to be reading the originals. Um, been, I've never read them. I'm very, I love the t- cartoon, but the comics, I know those originals are nothing like the cartoon. They so. are very, very little like them. They're yeah. Actually, what we're going to read is a lot like the first film, to my memory. Some of what we're going to read anyway. I like I like that movie. I think that movie it is it is way better than I think that it gets credit for. It holds up. I think it holds up. Think yeah, it's, it's good. It's yeah. a good. It's a pretty good film. Um, we'll be doing that in two weeks. Get uh, read along with us if you'd like. Um, that'll do it. That'll do it for us today. Um, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour dot com. Find links to everything there on that website to our Facebook, Facebook dot com slash handsomeboyscomicshour, Twitter at HBC Hour. Email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please go on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Uh, subscribe. Uh, give us a good rating. Tell your friends. All those things help. Get us more listeners. We appreciate it. Um, you can find everything I do on my website. It's robbydorman.com. Links to on my social media, my Twitter, and a link to buy my debut horror novel, Conquest, on Amazon is right there. If you have Amazon, uh, if you have Kindle Unlimited, you could read it for free. What's your out. what's your novel about? It's about a small northwestern mountain town in the midst of a culture war, besieged, beset by wildfires and werewolves. Sounds great. I I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it right now. You, I, I believe you could. I uh, <laughs> think it's it's really ridiculous. Amazon caps people at three thousand page reads of per per book. Huh. So after that, I don't get anywhere. I don't get paid for it. But that's so strange. It's weird that I don't know how they got to that number. Uh, Eric, where can they find you and your things online? We, you can. Um, when I'm not coughing, you can go to uh, freewillunlimited.com to see my portfolio, and that. Uh, you can also go to ericzgoodnight.com to see most of the other things I get up to, including my Instagram. And my Twitter account, where I'm known on both as Easy Good Night. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.